0: This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. What happens when a diverse church glorifies the global God? Keep listening to find out more about Sandra Maria Van Opstel's book, The Next Worship. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Listening to Get in the Word with Truth Table. Your word is truth, your word is
1: life. Presented by Innervar City Press. Your
0: word is truth, your word is
1: life. The daily audio Bible podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson. And Echemini Owen.
0: Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us.
1: Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament Reading Isaiah chapter 34 through chapter 35 Chapter 34 The Lord will judge Edom. Come near you nations and listen. Pay attention, you people. The earth and everything it contains must listen, the world and everything that lives in it. For the Lord is angry at all the nations and furious with all their armies. He will annihilate them and slaughter them. Their slain will be left unburied. Their corpses will stink. The hills will soak up their blood. All the stars in the sky will fade away. The sky will roll up like a scroll. All its stars will wither, like a leaf withers and falls from a vine, or a fig withers and falls from a tree. He says, Indeed, my sword has slaughtered heavenly powers. Look, it now descends on Edom, on the people I will annihilate in judgment. The Lord's sword is dripping with blood. It is covered with fat. It drips with the blood of young rams and goats, and is covered with the fat of ram's kidneys. For the Lord is holding a sacrifice in Basra, a bloody slaughter in the land of Edom. Wild oxen will be slaughtered along with them, as well as strong bulls. Their land is drenched with blood. Their soil is covered with fat. For the Lord has planned a day of revenge, a time when he will repay Edom for her hostility toward Zion. Edom's streams will be turned into pitch and her soil into brimstone. Her land will become burning pitch. Night and day it will burn. Its smoke will ascend continually. Generation after generation, it will be wasteland. And no one will ever pass through it again. Owls and wild animals will live there. All kinds of wild birds will settle in it. The Lord will stretch out over her the measuring line of ruin and the plumb line of destruction. Her nobles will have nothing left to call a kingdom, and her officials will disappear. Her fortresses will be overgrown with thorns. Thickets and weeds will grow in her fortified cities. Jackals will settle there. Ostriches will live there. Wild animals and wild dogs will congregate there. Wild goats will bleat to one another. Yes, nocturnal animals will rest there and make for themselves a nest. Owls will make nests and lay eggs there. They will hatch them and protect them. Yes, hawks will gather there, each with its mate. Carefully read the scroll of the Lord. Not one of these creatures will be missing. None will lack a mate. For the Lord has issued the decree, and His own Spirit gathers them. He assigns them their allotment. He measures out their assigned place. They will live there permanently. They will settle in it through successive generations. Chapter 35 The Land and Its People Are Transformed Let the wilderness and desert be happy. Let the arid rift valley rejoice and bloom like a lily. Let it richly bloom. Let it rejoice and shout with delight. It is given the grandeur of Lebanon, the splendor of Carmel and Sharon. They will see the grandeur of the Lord, the splendor of our God. Strengthen the hands that have gone limp. Steady the knees that shake. Tell those who panic, be strong, do not fear. Look, your God comes to avenge. With divine retribution, he comes to deliver you. Then blind eyes will open, deaf ears will hear. Then the lame will leap like a deer. The mute tongue will shout for joy, for water will burst forth in the wilderness, streams in the arid rift valley. The dry soil will become a pool of water. The parched ground springs of water. Where jackals once lived and sprawled out. Grass, reeds, and papyrus will grow. A thoroughfare will be there. It will be called the Way of Holiness. The unclean will not travel on it. It is reserved for those authorized to use it. Fools will not stray into it. No lions will be there. No ferocious wild animals will be on it. They will not be found there. Those delivered from bondage will travel on it. Those whom the Lord has ransomed will return that way. They will enter Zion with a happy shout. Unending joy will crown them. Happiness and joy will overwhelm them. Grief and suffering will disappear. Micah chapter 4 through chapter 5. Chapter 4 Better days ahead for Jerusalem. And in future days, the Lord's Temple Mount will be the most important mountain of all. It will be more prominent than other hills. People will stream to it. Many nations will come saying, Come on. Let's go up to the Lord's mountain, to the temple of Jacob's God, so he can teach us his ways and we can live by his laws. For instruction will proceed from Zion, the Lord's message from Jerusalem. He will arbitrate between many peoples and settle disputes between many distant nations. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations will not use weapons against other nations, and they will no longer train for war. Each will sit under his own grapevine, or under his own fig tree without any fear. The Lord of heaven's armies has decreed it. Though all the nations follow their respective gods, we will follow the Lord our God forever. Restoration will follow crisis. In that day, says the Lord, I will gather the lame and assemble the outcasts whom I injured. I will transform the lame into the nucleus of a new nation, and those far off into a mighty nation. The Lord will reign over them on Mount Zion, from that day forward and forevermore. As for you, watchtower for the flock, fortress of daughter Zion. Your former dominion will be restored, the sovereignty that belongs to daughter Jerusalem. Jerusalem, why are you now shouting so loudly? Has your king disappeared? Has your wise leader been destroyed? Is this why pain grips you as if you were a woman in labor? Twist and strain, daughter Zion as if you were in labor. For you will leave the city and live in the open field. You will go to Babylon, but there you will be rescued. There the Lord will deliver you from the power of your enemies. Many nations have now assembled against you. They say Jerusalem must be desecrated so we can gloat over Zion. But they do not know what the Lord is planning. They do not understand his strategy. He has gathered them like stalks of grain to be threshed at the threshing floor. Get up and thresh, daughter Zion, for I will give you iron horns, I will give you bronze hoofs, and you will crush many nations. You will devote to the Lord the spoils you take from them, and dedicate their wealth to the sovereign ruler of the whole earth. But now slash yourself, daughter surrounded by soldiers, we are besieged. With a scepter they strike Israel's ruler on the side of his face. Chapter 5 A King Will Come and a Remnant Will Prosper As for you, Bethlehem, Ephratah, seemingly insignificant among the clans of Judah, from you a king will emerge who will rule over Israel on my behalf, one whose origins are in the distant past. So the Lord will hand the people of Israel over to their enemies until the time when the woman in labor gives birth. Then the rest of the king's countrymen will return to be reunited with the people of Israel. He will assume his post and shepherd the people by the Lord's strength. By the sovereign authority of the Lord his God, they will live securely, for at that time he will be honored, even in the distant regions of the earth. He will give us peace. Should the Assyrians try to invade our land and attempt to set foot in our fortresses, we will send against them seven shepherd rulers. Make that eight commanders. They will rule the land of Assyria with the sword, the land of Nimrod with the drawn sword. Our king will rescue us from the Assyrians, should they attempt to invade our land and try to set foot in our territory. Those survivors from Jacob will live in the midst of many nations. They will be like the dew the Lord sends, like the rain on the grass, that does not hope for men to come or wait around for humans to arrive. Those survivors from Jacob will live among the nations, in the midst of many peoples. They will be like a lion among the animals of the forest, like a young lion among the flocks of the sheep which attacks when it passes through. It rips its prey, and there is no one to stop it. Lift your hand triumphantly against your adversaries. May all your enemies be destroyed. The Lord will purify His people. In that day, says the Lord, I will destroy your horses from your midst and smash your chariots. I will destroy the cities of your land and tear down all your fortresses. I will remove the sorcery that you practice and you will no longer have omen readers living among you. I will remove your idols and sacred pillars from your midst. You will no longer worship what your hands made. I will uproot your images of Asherah from your midst and destroy your idols. With furious anger, I will carry out vengeance on the nations that do not obey me. New Testament Reading Matthew chapter 27, verses 35 through 44. When they had crucified him, they divided his clothes by throwing dice. Then they sat down and kept guard over him there. Above his head they put the charge against him, which read, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then two outlaws were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by defamed him, shaking their heads and saying, You who can destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself. If you are God's son, come down from the cross. In the same way, even the chief priests, together with the experts in the law and elders, were mocking him. He saved others, but he cannot save himself. He is the king of Israel. If he comes down now from the cross, we will believe him. He trusts in God. Let God, if he wants to, deliver him now, because he said, I am God's son. The robbers who were crucified with him also spoke abusively to him. Luke chapter 23, verses 32 through 43. Two other criminals were also led away to be executed with him. So when they came to the place that is called the skull, they crucified him there, along with the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. But Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. Then they threw dice to divide his clothes. The people also stood there watching, but the leaders ridiculed him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself if he is the Christ of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals, who was hanging there, railed at him, saying, Aren't you the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Don't you fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we rightly so, for we are getting what we deserve for what we did. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, I tell you the truth, today you will be with me in paradise. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Gracious and holy God, we thank you, O Lord, for your word today and the opportunity to hear it, to study it, to understand it by the power of the Spirit. We thank you, O Lord, that you have given this holy form of communication to us. Thank you for your inspired word. And we recognize that we need your spirit. We need the Holy Spirit to grant to us the wisdom, the understanding, to be able to fully understand your word, and that you might make application to our lives, to our hearts, that through your word, O God, that you might change us from the inside out. We thank you for these profound reminders of your character, that you are the God who indeed has something to say about idolatry, Oh God, the seriousness of it, that you are the God who has something to say about your law and the holiness of it and what you have called your people into, the people who claim to be your people. Oh God, we are so grateful for what Jesus Christ has done because he recognize in many ways that we are the thieves, the truly guilty thieves at the cross. We are the ones who have sinned. We are the ones who have ignored your law and mocked your law. We have attempted to be our own gods every time we have decided to go our own way instead of the way that you have called us into. And yet, O God, you have offered to us this love-given repentance. And like the thief on the cross who says, I see you for who you are. You are innocent. This thief asked to be remembered by you, not appealing to his own goodness or his own ability or worthiness, but appealing to who you are. And we make the same appeal today. We appeal to your holiness, your kindness, your compassion. We appeal to your promises, O God, that we would be with you in paradise. What an amazing gift that you bestowed upon a guilty criminal who acknowledged his state, but also who you were. And God, we pray to live this way. We pray not to live as prideful people that we cover up our crimes against you, our harms against our neighbor, O oh God, but that we confess, that we tell the truth about who we are and that we honor and acknowledge who you are. And so, oh God, we thank you that because of what you have done, because of the compassion in your heart, it is true that we will indeed be with you. Those who have turned to you, those who have placed the gift of faith into your hands, entrusting ourselves to you, O Lord, we will be with you forevermore. God, we're grateful for that. Help us to be sober-minded in the way that we act, and the way that we live. Help us not to function in a way where we are judgmental and haughty and arrogant towards other people. Let us not forget our standing as people who are indeed guilty and therefore definitely need your grace. Thank you, God, for your abundant grace that you have poured out on your people, who you are transforming, who you are taking the taste out of our mouths for things that do not please you. You are changing us from the inside out and causing us to be people who used to run from your law, who used to try to change your law to people, oh God, who want to walk in your ways, your law and your precepts, who want to Walk in the ways that you have called us to walk, out of gratitude, O God. Thank you, O Lord, for granting to us a new heart and granting to us the mind of Christ. We long for your return. Come, Jesus, come for your people, that we might be with you in paradise forevermore. It is in Christ's name that we pray. Amen and amen.
0: Innovative worship leader Sandra Maria Van Opstel is known for crafting worship that embodies the global, multi-ethnic body of Christ. In her book, The Next Worship, Van Opstel likens diverse worship to a sumptuous banquet and shows how worship leaders can set the table and welcome worshipers from every tribe and tongue. She provides biblical foundations for multi-ethnic worship with practical tools and resources for planning services that reflect God's invitation for all peoples to praise Him. When multi-ethnic worship is done well, the church models reconciliation and prophetic justice, heralding God's good news for the world. Get your copy today at ivpress.com. And as a listener of this podcast, you can get thirty percent off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code "The Word." That's promo code T H E W O R D at ivpress.com.